There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. New Orleans. Drink the Kool-Aid, man. Keep your fire lit. 94. It was spectacular. Number seven. It was electric. That line. If I do my job well today, well, I'll remember where we were. Hovering just off the surface. Run over the goal line, through the end zone, and up the tunnel. Number nine. A lot of people looked up to this man. Life just cannot get any better than this moment. Live it. While we're here. And they're going to run across the Jumbotron. Let's make it a place where we break a sweat. Where we believe. Where we enjoy the process of succeeding in the places and ways that we are fashioned to, where we don't have to look over our shoulder because we're too busy doing what we're good at, traveling towards immortal finish lines. We write our own book, overcoming our fears. We make friends with ourselves. And that is the place that I'm talking about. Hey, Andrew, you wanted a new open. I got you a new open for the playoffs. That was to fire the people up. McConaughey. That was, that was nice of Matthew McConaughey kind of given his busy schedule, given us yeah, time to do it to do, that to do it us. custom for us. That's what yeah. donations get from the people. No, that well, he was he was Joseph in New Orleans for the, for the Texas game. That's from Joseph Estrada, his hype video. I, 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 I borrowed it. I stole it. Um, but it fired up the people. Uh, Kevin, I thought it ended on a beautiful Matthew McConaughey note of being friends with ourselves. Uh, what's your reaction? To the new playoff yeah, open. I, yeah, this thing should have ended with him, uh, <laughs> you know, in a in, in a in a mud hut, nude, playing the bongos, saying "All right, all right, all right." Like that. I mean, shit. I'm surprised they didn't work in "We Are Marshall" for Christ's sake. I mean, and then and they're playing the Interstellar music. Come on, man. <laughs> it's just Good so lord. Hey, man, I could have played the whole five-minute open that Joseph Estrada made that's on uh, – you can find it on YouTube or I'll link to it in the, the – you can find it on the on the, on the the our page. It's fantastic. It got me fired up. Here's the thing, though. I got fired up because Saints fans are losing their fucking minds. You would think the Saints are like 8-8, eight and eight, and they are – people were panicked over Dallas. Now they're panicked over the Eagles. Like, I just want to fire the people up. We need to not give in to our Saints' fears. We need to give – be excited about it, Andrew. They're fucking 13-3. and three. Like, people are scared out of their fucking minds on Twitter. Maybe, maybe it's me. Maybe I need to get off of Twitter. But it's just insane. At this point, it doesn't matter who the opponent is. Like it, it becomes the Eagles, a team they beat forty-eight to seven. I realize things have changed, but like it, it, at this point, I feel like any opponent the Saints would have, Saints Twitter would just immediately focus on whatever they do well, whatever good players they have, and impending doom is is embraced. Yeah. I, I mean, Kevin, I know you watch all the games, you break down all the film. Uh-huh. Uh, did you have a did you have a preference of who you wanted the Saints to face? 
Uh, initially, no. I I saw I saw just concern across the board. Not like not like worry, but just like ah, eh, you know, like nobody stands out as a team that I that I am dying to get a hold of in the uh, divisional round. Uh, but then you know, uh, yesterday just went absolute hog wild over the Cowboys. And a lot of guys, including y'all, gave me a lot of good reasons to, you know, to be enthused about facing the Cowboys again. So I said, screw it. I'd be I'd be down with that. And then, of course, the, the Eagles had to go ahead and win. So, you know, here comes Philly. I mean, that was a Dave. That was a brutal loss. Not that we give a shit about the Bears, but to lose on the double doink on the field goal. Like <laughs> that shit. That shit's Friday night lights. Yeah, my, me and my whole family were watching it. We were all watching it together, and uh, you know he made the first one before they called the timeout, uh, right down the middle, and of course the one that counted, he pointed off the uh, the upright. So uh, we we all felt everybody in my house felt bad. <laughs> felt did bad you, did you see after he made the kick though that like he he just like after he saw there was a timeout called. He just immediately turned around and he just looked like he was going to shit his pants. <laughs> I did not see that. I mean, he, you just see it in his face. It was just like, man, this guy is tight. Yeah, he did. He Like like a lot of the kickers will like kick it and then go back. I noticed I was like, that dude, he's fra- he's frazzled. Yeah, like, that yeah was- exactly. Like most kickers, you'll see him like do ghost swings. You'll see him just like, you know, take a deep breath and just kind of put their head down and, and stay focused. This guy was visibly worked up, and I just, I'm, I'm surprised he didn't miss it by more. Yeah. I mean, getting to the, the negativity on Saints Twitter, which I was fighting with people. Hold I on, blocked, hold on. Like, Don't we need to do uh, the, the open? Oh, the yeah. We need, to, we need to remind people that um, the, the show is uh, sponsored by JLD Hot Sauce. Uh, and knives. Com. .com. They have the best hot sauce. They're award-winning hot sauce. Kevin is going to do a live on-air test right now, but they have – Andrew, you say the name because I always butcher, butcher it. <laughs> Bucholokia. extra hot, my personal favorite. Thai flavors. They also have Reaper Madness Special Reserve made with the Reaper Pepper from Carolina. And for the Brave, you can get the Death Shot. It has the extract of 10 Reaper Chilies in – each one-ounce bottle. JLD also has the highest quality handmade knives you'll find anywhere, including ones for hunting, fishing, and cooking. Go to JLDSharpSauce.com. Use the code SAINTS and get 10% off your order today. That's JLDSharpSauce.com. All right, Kevin. Uh, Kevin, Kevin, which one do you have? You have the Okay, so I – yeah, yeah. So in the <laughs> – wait, for starters, I'm impressed that they gave us a uh, a discount code for the listeners. I mean, that that's a sign that you're making it when you're a podcast – that the sponsor gives you a discount code for the people. Oh yeah. Um, okay, so we've made it. So, so the box, the delivery came uh, a while ago, and I've literally just had it sitting in my living room. The box. I opened it right before we started recording. There is a note inside. Uh, it says "Greet," and I'm I'm actually going to film this. Yeah. Oh shit! It, no, it says "Cannot record while another." Oh damn it! I was going to re- video record this whole thing. Um, it says, greetings, Kevin. Ralph said you like it spicy, so here you go. Enjoy. Uh, who dat? Sincerely, head chili. Um, the, uh, bottle 
that is inside was Carolina Reaper Special Reserve. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm assuming this is very hot. Yeah, I think that's like the hottest milk thing. or water nearby, Kevin? Should I get milk or water? I don't know. But just make I sure you get water a, makes it worse, doesn't it? Make sure you milk get a good is... a good drop of it. I mean, you know, don't 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 be a wuss. All right, hang on a second. Let me get I'm dumping out the glass of water. I'm getting milk. He needs to get a teaspoon. No, I am. I've got a teaspoon. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm just, I got okay. Maybe you're going. Getting... You're going straight teaspoon, right? Yes. No cracker or anything. No. Okay. It's just. <laughs> it's just you know, yeah, Ralph, so... this might be all we get of Kevin on this show. <laughs> it might, this be. might be what? He may, he'll he'll, come, be he'll get, he get, get right in like twenty minutes to make his pick at the end. <laughs> <laughs> all right, hang on. I'm gonna take a. Uh... Oh, man, that's got a pungent odor. <laughs> All right. Wait, wait, hold on. Have you tasted it yet or no? Oh, I'm t- I took a photo of the spoon, uh, and it's thin. Uh, I'm putting it in right now. Hang on. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, just went down. <laughs> the worst day of your life? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How we doing? I can't. <laughs> I have not gone to the milk yet. <laughs> oh man, that <laughs> sounded intense. Um, yeah. <laughs> I can definitely feel my pores opening in my face. Yeah, it's gonna last a while. Um. <sighs> 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 It's like it's one of those things where it's it's not I'm not getting (laughs) You're handling it better than I thought, Kevin. Yeah. Like it stays with you, but it's not it like I thought this was gonna I thought this was gonna be like you're gonna get stabbed to death. This isn't like getting stabbed to death. This is like getting it's like getting choked out by a really weak person. (laughs) 
and I mean that, I mean that in terms of like absolute fire hot. Like I feel it on my lips, and I do feel it on my tongue in the back of my throat. I, I, I thought I, you know, I literally had like a, I was worried I was going to have a cartoon reaction to this. <laughs> it's so, believe me, something tells me I'm going to have a big trip to the bathroom later. <laughs> Clean out the pipes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like, whoo, like, I got a deep this is not recommended. All right, so ask Kevin, ask Kevin a Saints-related question now. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, are you worried about the offensive line? <sighs> um, is, uh, is Armstead going to be back? We don't know. Maybe. It's Peck. It's questionable. Oh. <laughs> I would say we- there's it. I would say there's an 83% chance he will start the game and not finish it. Kind of like okay. on this podcast. There's an 83% chance I blow my asshole out later. Because- <laughs> <laughs> so I throw another plug in here. The guy also sent me ghost pepper sea salt. That's so- amazing. Yeah, that stuff's so, good. This, so I, I appreciate the uh, the sauce. I, I want to try uh, that. I didn't get any of the, the salt. So, so, uh, Kevin, w- yes. now that you've tasted this, would you put this on pizza or pasta or whatever? Like, does it taste good? Do you like it? I would say I, I think I actually would be tempted. Hang on a second. <laughs> Nose is running a little bit. <laughs> I would be tempted to use this in a marinade on my uh, uh, steak. I've done that where I will, I'll take like salt, gar, you know, garlic salt and some pepper and some other things and throw maybe a, a little bit of whiskey in there and let it sit for like six hours and then throw it on the, uh, the grill. I might throw this in there too with it, give it like some extra, like extreme kick. This should be good. Maybe uh, just a few drops, huh? Yeah, I, I mean... I could definitely see using that teaspoon, uh, a whole teaspoon, in a marinade. Yeah, I mean, I was I was really hoping that Kevin would just collapse into a puddle, <laughs> and that it would maybe be the greatest forty-five seconds of the show. So I'm kind of disappointed that Kevin held it together. Um, Kevin, but that doesn't held mean the product isn't it together. Awesome. It's, it's great. I eat it on a, I eat it on my eggs every, almost every day. Um, Find a reaper? <laughs> no. No, no. The regular, the the the, the Thai flavor. Soft. <laughs> he is not making it through. He's like Armstead, Andrew. He's not making it through four quarters. Yeah. I'm, listen, you're gonna get three strong quarters out of me. You may have to sit me the fourth, but you're getting three strong ones. <laughs> Still haven't drank the milk. Yeah, maybe right. if we, maybe if we can build up a good lead, we can sit him when you know the podcast doesn't matter anymore. I tell you what, I'd, I'd be I'd, I would be worried about sitting down right now. <laughs> Is you know I'm uh, you know before we did Kevin uh, sampling our sponsor on air, uh, Andrew. I was talking about 
Saints Twitter just losing their fucking mind. I blocked like six, seven people last night. <laughs> I just, I'd had a fucking, I blocked Brian, uh, a friend of the show. I just had had enough. I was just blocking people left and right. I was just fed up with it. I was, I can't believe somehow I've turned, I used to be uh, Ralph St. Doom of Saints Twitter, and now I'm the Very guy cheerleading, yeah. believing in the 13-3 and three team. People act like I'm crazy or something. But I don't remember 2009 being like this, the first playoff game. Where even though the Saints I, lost three in a row, I think you're wrong, man. I think you're wrong. Like I, I think you're just misremembering because like Twitter wasn't really huge in 2009, and I, I think fans were like terrified. They were terrified of Kurt Warner, who was, was a Super Bowl winner, and they were terrified of the Cardinals. And I, I remember especially after Tim Hightower went 80 yards on the first play, and it was seven nothing. I mean. Saints fans were melting down on Twitter. They're like, "Oh my God, here we go! It's over!" You know, it's just like it was. It was dark, man. Do either of you remember it like that? I, I wasn't on Twitter, so I can't say that. I my my internet reaction was just reading stuff and getting emails and interaction with people. I didn't remember it that being it being that negative. But Dave, Kevin, do you remember it that way? Am I completely wrong? Um. No, I don't. Re- I remember it being. I remember it being a pretty happy time. Uh, I don't remember being too nervous about it or too, too skeptical. Going into the game, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I so remember people really now. worried about the secondary because they had played. Remember they 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 had the Monday night game where they they had Chris McAllister and they brought back Mike McKenzie and like it was fun. But at the end, it was like, oh. Is this? Are we really gonna have to play all these dudes in the secondary? Um, I remember that, but I just don't remember the angst. But well, you know, you might be right though, Ralph, because I think there was belief that Breeze was so good and that offense was so good, and you know, Reggie Bush. I mean, there was a lot of belief in him, and I just think like people thought like we can score at will. No one, no one can stop us, and so I think it was like no matter who the opponent is. No matter what the situation, like if the Saints need to go get a touchdown, they'll do it. Um, like, I, don't, I don't. This this offense doesn't maybe instill the same confidence. Um, and and so people even though, still don't believe. People still don't believe in the Saints. Even I was arguing with Saints fans on Twitter today about the run defense, and it was like arguing with someone that had never watched the fucking game. They're like, "Well, they're only good. They're only good on run defense because when the, when teams get behind, I don't know this. I don't know if you know this, but when teams get behind, they stop running the ball." I'm like, "Dude, they're number one in in yards per rush allowed. Like, so like on I first feel down. Like, yeah, I feel like yeah. the Saints." People don't really believe in the defense, and when they see the offense struggle even a little, that's what the panic is. Kevin, can you comment on this, or are you just your face is whole? Is your whole face numb? No, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm still hanging on. Um, <laughs> I didn't. I checked my Twitter. I didn't join Twitter until July of 2011, so I couldn't tell you the uh, the mood on social media. I I was a little worried in the sense that I thought it was going to be like a big back and forth, uh, big back and forth kind of game. Yeah. Like that's about it. I mean, again, cause you know, Kurt Warner and Larry Fitzgerald and, and then they had Tim Hightower and they had additional weapons. And I just thought, man, I, I, I don't know. It was just, 
the general worry of of still of still feeling partially snake bit. Yeah, I mean, I guess for me and and the reaction I had is I watched Arizona give up forty five points, and I was like, there is no fucking way a team that just gave up forty five points at home is going to come into the Superdome and stop the Saints. Like, if the Saints the Saints might need to score 50, but if they need to score 50, they're going to score 50. All right, all right, all right. So let, let, let's simplify this, okay? There were two options going into that kick. Either the kicker makes it, and we're playing the Cowboys, or he misses it, and we're playing the Eagles. Those were the two scenarios. That's it. So forget Seattle, forget the Vikings, or whatever else like that. At that point, like those, we were facing one of those two teams. So, I mean, I will grant you guys, I will grant the panicking fan base that there's eight teams left. That's it. Eight out of 32. Everything is hard at this point. Everyone is good. Everyone has things that, that can expose your weaknesses and, and they can hurt you in certain ways. If you play the Cowboys... It's their defense. If you play the Rams, very explosive on offense. You know, with Philadelphia right now, they got the Fool's Magic thing going. Um, but you know what? The Fool's Magic thing was one 43-yard field goal away from being eliminated in the playoffs. So would you rather play – and so let, let's be honest about what the Eagles are right now. They cannot run the football. That's, that's not in the cards for them. The Saints are the number one – or maybe they dropped to number two. But they're one of the best run defenses in the league. They're the, the Eagles, best run defense left playing – Yes, and the Eagles cannot run. They, they, they're, they're, we saw it in this game. They can't do it. So, And we saw it when the first time they played the Saints. They can't run the ball. So Foles is going to be throwing pretty much every play. When you throw every play, pass rushers just get after you relentlessly. And that's going to mean a lot of shots to Nick's sore ribs. And, yes, he's got dangerous receivers. Yes, he's developed more chemistry with them. Dallas Godere at tight end and Zach Ertz, he's starting to get them more involved. Golden Tate seems more comfortable in this offense, so they're going to hit some plays. He threw two interceptions today, and they were minus two in turnovers, and they were up 10-6. to six. If, he, if he throws two picks against the Saints in New Orleans, they're not going to be up 10-6 to six if they're down negative do two you, in the turnover ratio. I can home, promise you that. Home teams that win the turnover battle Ooh. in the playoffs, two to nothing, are f- going into today were 58 and 6. That's a 90% winning clip and the Bears couldn't do it. Yeah. Just stat nerds. That yeah, no. So so you say that and I mean at the end of the day for me, I look at all that stuff. I look at their secondary still real shaky. Um Breeze is going to be able to move the ball. No, no, no. no, 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 no. They're going to be able no, no. to put up yards. Don't don't Let's you, you skipped over there a second. There, the Eagles secondary is fucking hor- horrific. I want you to tell the people what you texted me during the game when the Bears went ahead, fifteen to ten. About uh, Philadelphia secondary. You said Devontae Harris. Oh, could oh start I said Devontae Harris would be starting for the secondary. <laughs> I did say that. <laughs> so um, I mean, that secondary. True. It was bad, and Dave, I felt like Trubisky was was like he had 300 yards, but I felt like he missed like about four throws that like Breeze would have hit. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, he he he. I mean, but he was hitting the, some throws late in the game when he needed to. Uh, there were some key 
key late game big big catches at the end there. Um, but hold, hold but, on. So here, here's my question. Here's my question to you guys. To the panicking Saints fans out there, would you rather a team come into the Superdome that actually beat us, that has one of the best defenses in the league, shut our offense down? Granted, it was in Dallas. I kind of I, I do. I, I, I kind of do. And I'll tell you why. I mean, I just think that, I, I mean, football is such a mental game. I mean, you have to be mentally prepared. Um, as much as you study film and as much as you practice and as talented as you are, uh, a lot of times on any given Sunday or Saturday or whatever, you know, it's the team that just really digs deep and wants it more uh, that will win, especially late, you know, playoffs when it's you got close games. And I just, you know, I, I think I think what I'm saying is, is probably what most Saints fans are thinking, you know, most of these Saints fans that you're referring to as the panicking Saints fans. And it's just that, you know, we have the option of playing a team that we lost to being the Cowboys, uh, which I think people were assuming that Saints players would be hungrier uh, for a game like that to get their revenge. Um, it's a uh, man. There's, and, no, there's no added, added motivation. They beat handily earlier in the season, and so I think I think people are worried. Oh, they're going to take it easy. They're they're going to think that they can just walk in here and take care of these Eagles again, even though it's a totally different team with a totally different quarterback. Um, so I, I think that's the mindset. I think that's what has people worried. It's like now instead of instead of playing against a team that that Saints players were really going to get up for because they lost to them and they wanted revenge. Uh, and now they were getting their second chance uh, and they're coming back to our house now um, compared to playing an Eagles team. Where it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we took care of them. We beat them, what was it, 45 to 7, whatever seven. it was. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll handle this. And then all of a sudden, it's fourth quarter and the Saints are down by seven points and we're like, what the hell happened here? I think that's what, I think that's what these quote-unquote panicking Saints fans uh, are I mean, at, at the end of the day, if the Saints play well, they can't lose. Kevin, how are the Biles holding up? <laughs> Doing all right. <laughs> Deep breathing exercises and whatnot. Kevin, are like, how... I know you and me have a deep... I had a deep hatred and fear of Dallas just because... Living in Texas, I am surrounded by Texans fans, but just as many Cowboy fans. So playing the Cowboys and losing to the Cowboys just scared the shit out of me. That could Even still though I'm really confident, like that was a scenario I didn't like. I would, I much prefer this scenario of Eagles to Dallas. Even though I wasn't really, I wasn't really, I'm confident the Saints can win. I just like if the Saints lose to the Eagles, yeah, it's terrible. But I don't have to hear it at work, <laughs> you know. So um, I'm very happy that they play the Eagles. What is your th- what is your thoughts about who you wanted them to play uh, this coming Sunday? I mean, again, I was swayed into being very into being happy about Dallas. Um, like I suddenly kind of had got turned around on Dallas. So the fact that it's not Dallas is like a slight bummer, but I. Still, fe- I I still feel confident. Like I feel very confident about the Eagles coming into town because it's like, yeah, it's a different team, and you know the whole 
big dick Nick Foles and his magical arm and all that kind of stuff. Um, like Juge said, the dude needed a double doink in order to like make it out of the, the wild card round. Oh, and let's not forget Nick Foles. The one time he's lost in the playoffs is to the saints and the only, you know, so we got that going for us. It, well, you know what? Like Nick Foles is unbeatable. The Saints did no. beat his ass in the playoffs no, but, in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia. But, but 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 talking about Nick Foles and going back to what I was saying before and, and trying to explain why why fans I think why Saints fans I think are worried about the Eagles. You know, the other thing is is that I mean, obviously, Saints fans, I, I think, or certainly earlier in the season, I think we kind of all felt like the way some of these games we're going and how we were winning some of these games, you know, the Baltimore game or whatever, uh, that we kind of felt like it was destiny, you know, and that the Saints, you know, this was just our year because we were getting all the right breaks. And I think what people are worried about with the Eagles is the Eagles are kind of, they've kind of, they're kind of writing their own little destiny script yeah. thing, you know, full. There were a lot of weird coincidences, and obviously Nick Foles comes in. He starts winning, turns the team around. Now he's winning in the playoffs again, and now now the Eagles seem to have that whole, you know, oh, my gosh, this is going to happen again, and, and this is how it's going to happen again. This is too crazy. This is destiny. And, I mean, this whole destiny thing, it's a zero-sum game. You know, there's only one team uh, has the ultimate final end destiny of winning the Super Bowl. Uh, and this, so is, this whole narrative is going to come to a screeching halt and Here, crash down. Here's, here, here's, here's the interesting thing that you, that you brought up, Andrew, when you were, you were describing the Eagles, that they can't run the ball. And they didn't even really try to run the ball that much against the, the Bears, although they did run sprawls two times down at the goal line, which was weird as fuck. Uh, and yeah. the game, I was screaming at Peterson, what are you doing? But here's my question. Pittsburgh against the Saints, they came into the Superdome and they were like, fuck the run. They went five wides and it worked against the Saints. Do you think Philadelphia will attempt something similar, especially now that their offensive line, they had most of their guys when they played the Saints. I had forgotten about that, but they're healthy. They're playing better. Do you think Philadelphia is going to do that, where they're just going to be like, I you do. know what, fuck it. We're just going to put what do Nick you mean? Foles in the what, shotgun, what, what? and we're going to chuck it 50 times. What do you mean it worked against the Saints? Who won that game? Yeah, but Pittsburgh, I mean, Pittsburgh. No, 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 no. He means they had success what? offensively. But, I, I, yeah, I agree with, I agree with where you're going. Success. It wasn't enough success, so no, I'm not worried about that. I mean, I was... agree with Dave. I think I think the what what Dave's getting at, which I agree with, is yeah, I think Nick Foles will. I think they will employ that, and I think they will have some success. I think they will score some points on the Saints, but I I just I'm pretty confident that the Saints are going to put up 31, 34 points in this game, and I just don't think the Eagles will score that many. So. It's kind of getting back to what Dave said, like, yeah, they'll have some success, but and and the, if they go five wide and they chuck it every play, like it will work some, but I just don't think, I, I don't really think this defense can consistently stop the Saints. I felt like Chicago, like they had, I mean, the thing is, you know, with us where we were worried about the Saints receiver issues. 
when you know with uh, guys getting hurt and they don't have anybody besides Thomas. But now I look at it, I'm like, that's Philadelphia's secondary so bad. Like with Ginn back, the Saints will have plenty enough to to score on them. Um, yeah. Now the X factor get... is there is the X factor elephant in the room, which is the health of the offensive line, which we know nothing about at this point. Uh, well, that's a good point. Like, how many guys? And I, I Andrew, I want you to answer, but I want Kevin and Andrew to answer. Uh, Kevin and Dave to answer as well. How many guys would be not playing that you would be worried that 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 problems would happen? Like, how many guys do they can they can they not have where things go bad? Who you want to go first? Me? Uh, Kevin, go first. Shit. <laughs> um. <laughs> I finally had the milk more as a precautionary measure. <laughs> like, like just to coat my stomach. Um. Mouthwise, uh. Maybe you should have some Pepto Bismol. <laughs> no, well, I don't have any. Um. Mouth-wise, doing okay. Lips-wise, doing okay. There's a good, there's a, a very nice aftertaste. So kudos to, kudos to the uh, the sauce man uh, for head, uh, the head chili for that. Yeah, kudos to head chili on that one. Um, yeah, I am. I don't know. Look, if if Ted Ginn's there, if Armstead's there. Uh, I'll be I'll be in a in a very good mood. If those two aren't there, I would I'll I'll be worried. Well, again, Gin's gonna play. I, I feel Ginn's good playing. that Ginn, yeah. yeah he's playing. Um, you know, Armstead. If if I had to put my money, you know, I said this earlier, but I think he'll play. I don't think he'll finish. I think it'll be like Pittsburgh. Yeah. I, I think he's he's hurt. He's too hurt, and well, that, we know that he, he tries to play hurt, so he's going to give it a go as, as long as he can. And I feel know, like we'll, we'll wasn't, see that, if he can wasn't that the same? Quarters. Wasn't that the same situation like back in 2013 when they played the Eagles? Wasn't he like? Oh no, was that was Charles Brown playing? No, I don't think no, so. Not in the playoffs. No, no they had they had. They had they had shelved Charles Brown oh, and yeah. they put Armstead in for the last month. Oh yeah, that's what it was. And Armstead yeah. did Armstead play in that in that yeah. playoff game? Yeah, I think he held up pretty well. Okay. Yeah, I mean Um Ralph, to answer your question, I would say one is the magic number. I would say you can't miss more than one offensive lineman. I mean, you need Unger, you need Warford, you need uh Ramchek, and you need Pete. Uh and then if you lose Armstead, then you bring in uh, whatever, who, whoever, Bushrod. what's his face? Yeah, Bushrod. Um, well, Bushrod's questionable, I would say, at this point. Well, yeah. then that's an issue. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, think, I, think, I think they can miss two guys and still have a chance to put up points. I mean, obviously... You and then I guess in that situation, you kick Pete out to left tackle, huh? Right, right. So I think they can, they can lose two guys and... Now, now this is including Bushrod and Armstead, who you know neither of which may play. I, I just don't know. I don't know what's wrong with Pete. I mean, he messed up his wrist, so he, I'm worried about him too. But I think if they're missing Bushrod, Armstead, and Pete, you know, if, and and I, I think starting the game, I think Armstead will give it a go. So I don't think they'll be missing all three to start. But if at any point during the game they're down three guys, let's say Pete can't go. 
Bushrod and Armstead try and they just can't do it, um, then I think we start to get into territory where this team is toast. Here's the thing. I think we're going to know about the offensive line pretty early on because the thing is, since there's so few NFL games, all the reporters of the national shows, the Schefters, the Mortensons, they all want the information for the games, and there's only four of them. And the Saints, what they're going to do on the offensive line is going to be one of the – it's not just a huge story for us, right? You know, like when the Saints are playing whoever in week 12, like we give a shit about a corner and a tackle and whoever. But, like, the the country doesn't, right? This week, the Saints are one of the only four games. So I think we're going to know a lot about the offensive line more than we would know – in like a regular season game because the national media is going to be getting that information. I know the Saints like to put it in lockdown, but even the Saints aren't going to be able to. I think we're going to know much more about the offensive line before Sunday than we would normally. Ralph, that was really insightful and really thought well thought out. <laughs> Every now and then, right? Yeah. You, or you just or are you are you mocking me? No, I'm not. I agree. I I think it's a good point. I think you know some of these networks will actually pay you money to uh to leak information you know so um no those guys are good at their job and if they're focused i mean there there's still like some news cycles like coaching hires and other stuff so i wouldn't say they're solely focused on four teams but um i think you're absolutely right and i think you know if sean payton's like i know this is going to get out and because he's feeling the pressure of all the media walls closing in on him then he might throw a bone at his boy Ed Werder and be like, all right, well, this is going to come out soon anyway, so here, I'm just going to give it to you, Ed. I'll throw you a bone. Um, and, and so, yeah, no, I think it's I think it's a good call. Yeah, and I just think, like, you know, coaching hires would be the lead on, like, the NFL show that ESPN does daily, but, like, besides that, like, the injury reports are going to be the lead on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, right? Um so I just think that's how it's going to go. We got some great questions today. Um, this is from Dylan, uh, Kevin. Who will you be pulling for in the AFC as far as a potential Super Bowl matchup for the Saints? Kevin? Yeah, hello. Yeah, are you there? Who are you pulling repeat for? Repeat the question. Repeat your question. Yeah, now. repeat the question. How? Who are you pulling for in the AFC for a possible matchup for the Saints? In the Super Bowl? Yeah. Oh boy, that's an easy Shit. one. Um, <clears throat> he doesn't even know what teams are in the AFC playing. Eight. <laughs> uh, the Raiders. Um. <laughs> Cardinals, Jets. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's the uh, the Chiefs, the Pats, the Chargers, and the Colts. Colts. Oh, and by the way, Jim Irsay was lit out of his fucking mind in that locker room yesterday for post game for the Colts. He was high on life and prescription drugs. I'm just gonna say it. Lit AF. I'm gonna. I'll- I had to think about it. My gut reaction, and, and after thinking about it, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to say the Chiefs. Ooh, that's interesting. Because look, Mahomes is Mahomes is likely winning the MVP. So nothing. I think Saints fans, Saints Twitter in particular, would forever lord that over the Chiefs if 
you know, Mahomes wins the MVP, but then in the Super Bowl, Breeze and the Saints beat them. True. So. Well, I talked I talked earlier about destiny. I talked about the Eagles potentially having destiny to win the Super Bowl. I talked about the Saints potentially having destiny uh, you know, to win the Super Bowl. If if uh you know, to take that one step further, I think if the Saints uh, really are going to go to the Super Bowl, I think we're going to see the Colts. I think we're going to see a Saints Colts rematch. I think the Colts That would be are, crazy. I know. That's what I'm talking about. That's that's we got we got a little extra juju on the Eagles because we've got that. Oh, I guess the Eagles have the Patriots, so we could see an Eagles Patriots rematch too. Saints Chargers would be fun too. So my, yeah, the, I, my, my top two would be Saints Chargers just because Breeze versus Rivers and his old team and all that. I I just think that'd be pretty cool from a story perspective. And uh, the other one for me is Patriots just because then, like, you start talking about Breeze's legacy and he's been to two Super Bowls. And if he beats oh, yeah. Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, though, that's his legacy. And then I think you start reasonably asking the question, is he the greatest of all time? Certainly, I like that, I, that, that puts like him that ahead of Favre unquestionably and it puts him ahead of Rodgers unquestionably. I think he would vault ahead of those two. And I think he vaults ahead of Peyton Manning because he's starting to break Peyton's records. He beat him head to head, and they would both have two Super Bowls. So, like, then I, I I just think if if he especially if he wins the second one, I think it does a lot of that for him anyway. But if he beats Brady head to head, I just think it has more meaning. And I'm going to tell you this too: as a football matchup, the Patriots' defense is kind of slow and terrible in spots. I think the Saints would light them up. I don't know how the Saints defense would do against New England, but man, they would I think I think they would light up the New England offense pretty good. And you would also have the potential for the greatest Saints moment ever. They could play the Patriots and be twenty up twenty eight to three in Atlanta. Oh my god. And we could we could all tweet at the same time, Hey Atlanta, we're giving you an in person TED talk on how to not blow a twenty five point lead in the Super Bowl. Like, it would be the greatest moment in state history. It might be the greatest moment in my life besides meeting and marrying my wife and the birth of my child. Like, it would, that would probably be third. Maybe second. I don't know. That would probably be first. No, man. The Patriots are vulnerable. They, they lost to the Jags, the Lions. Um, you know, they lost to the Steelers. Um, they got housed by the Tennessee. They got housed by somebody else. They, they stunk away from their – away from home this year yeah all right this is a great question dave this is from adrian who would win the 2018 saints or any given junior varsity football team asking for saints twitter (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'm not really gonna answer that question (laughs) kevin what's the right uniform combination for the saints to wear sunday Oh, I would either say all black or all white. I'll go all black. This is a, this is, this is a good question, Dave. Over under two and a half Taysom Hill touchdowns, the rest of the playoffs. (laughs) Uh, him actually scoring the touchdown under 
him being involved in some way, either passing or running, I would say. Or handing it off, you mean? Yeah, maybe that too. Uh, I'll say over. Okay, Andrew, this is a good question for you. Because you are good at X's and O's and whatnot. This is from Dylan. Most preferred outcome for the Rams and Cowboys? Hmm. Besides four overtime and injuries. Yeah, lots of injuries. Um, you know, the Saints have played the Rams and they've beat them, but I just – I don't love the, the, the shootout. And, I, you know, the Rams – the Rams really played poorly to, for a half in that game, and then they, they came on strong in the second half, and you know it kind of took everything the Saints had to, to hold them off. So, I, I still, man, like I want another shot at the Cowboys at home. <laughs> I, I still like that would be my preference, and you know the Rams. Uh, I mean, I I probably feel more comfortable playing the, the Cowboys. Honestly, you know, I'd be more confident against them. But I still think in the Superdome, the Saints are the best team. I, I, and this is an Alvin Kamara quote, but I think it rings true. And it's that this is about the Saints at this point. It's not about anybody else. I, I think if they take care of business and, you know, now part of it's the health of their offensive line, of course. But, you know, if that comes together and the Saints play the way they can play at home, then they're going to be in Atlanta in a few weeks. Uh, this is from uh, Othro. How many touchdowns does Boston Scott score on a top-rated running defense? Get the fuck out of here with that, man. Boston mm. Scott almost he took a kickoff back. He took it out deep in the end zone and got to, like, the 12-yard line. I forgot he existed until that very moment when they said his name on the broadcast today. Um, uh, let me see. When, when? Let's see. Do we have any more? Kevin, is this game, is this the game Peyton has he'll actually pass, Bree, pass to Breeze for a touchdown for the Philly special to give the Eagles a giant middle finger? I would love that personally, but I would rather save it for the Super Bowl uh, against when the, the Patriots Saints, when the Saints are up by twenty five points. <laughs> yeah, or the so let's see. Uh, that's about all the questions. Okay, so. We got the Saints. I got the line now. So I'll start with you, Kevin, in predictions. The Saints play 340 Sunday, the last playoff game of next weekend. They are a nine-and-a-half-point favorite against the defending Super Bowl champions. Who you got? Shit. I, I got to be honest. Really? Nine-and-a-half? I don't like that at all. Yeah, yeah. I, I would. I would absolutely uh, take the nine and a half points. I would say Saints. I'll say Saints thirty-four and Philly twenty-seven. Ooh, that's close. I'll say Ted Ginn. I'll say Ted Ginn uh, actually gets at least eighty-five yards and a touchdown. Ooh, he stole my MVP, Dave. Who you got? Um, I, I mean, I, I think if the Saints play their game and they come out, uh, and they do, and they do them, you know, Saints do the Saints, I, I think the Eagles don't have a chance. I really don't. Um, I think it, it could even potentially be almost as much of a blowout, uh, as their first matchup, even though, 
you know, that, that usually doesn't happen in the divisional round of the playoffs. But, uh, you know, I am a little nervous, just a little nervous, because, uh, you know, last few weeks it's it's been kind of hit or miss with as far as which Saints team is going to show up. Um, I'm not including Week 17 in that, of course. Uh, but uh, but I, I, obviously I'm going to say the Saints win. And uh, nine's a bit too much. That You know, I'd say they win by a, a touchdown. So I'm going to say... Uh, Saints, uh, Saints, thirty-two, and uh, Eagles. Uh, what is that? Twenty, twenty-five, uh, and uh, I'm gonna say the player of the game is going to be. I think it'll be. Mm, I'm gonna say it's gonna be Mark Ingram. I'm gonna say the Saints are gonna come out. Pounding the shit out of it. They're really going to surprise everybody, actually. Uh, everybody says, oh, they're in the dome. They'll be able to air it out. Drew Brees, blah, blah, blah. It's one touchdown. Uh, so, yeah. Andrew, who you got? It's the playoffs, and that means one thing and one thing only. Playoff Josh Hill, bitches. Uh... <laughs> The Saints are going to hit a field goal. The Saints are going to hit a field goal with 27 seconds left in the game. Oddly specific, you might say. And backdoor cover the spread and 34-24 win the game. Josh Hill, two touchdowns. All right. I'm going to... I'm going to say, this is hard because I, that, the line's nine and a half. I feel like it might get pushed to like 10, 10 and a half. Um, oh, see, I think I, it'll come down. You think yeah, it'll go down? I think, I think it'll be seven by kickoff. And I, and I, my column this week is shut up, stop being negative, uh, believe that the Saints are going to be fine. So this pick is a little weird for that. I'm going to say it's going to be Saints 31 to 20. And they're going to cover, but it's going to be really, really dicey and uncomfortable for about a quarter and a half. Like Nick Foles, they're going to come out. They're going to have five wides. They're going to be throwing the ball all over the place. Philadelphia's going to be moving. They might even get up like 14 to 10 or 14 to 6. And the Dome's going to get a little antsy. And it's going to get a little weird. It's not going to be a blowout from start to finish. It's going to have, it's going to have a little moments of, of angst. But in the second half, the Saints will take control. Dennis Allen will figure it out. Um, and it'll be okay. So I'm going to say Saints 31 to 20. Uh, MVP is going to be uh, Alvin Kamara. He's going to have 175 total yards and three touchdowns because why not? And the Saints will be in the NFC Championship game. And, you know, we'll see what happens from there. Uh, Kevin. Oh, I, have, I, I, have, I have a Twitter question. What is that? Well, it's not a. I mean, it, it would be me tweeting it to you hypothetically. I mean, it, it, it didn't actually come through on Twitter. But this is a question uh, that's a good hypothetical. So as you guys might be aware, uh, three Saints assistant coaches have interviewed for head coaching jobs this week. Pete Carmichael, the offensive coordinator, Dennis Allen, the defensive coordinator, and uh, Dan Campbell, the assistant head coach. Um, so you, you have to pick. You can only keep one of the three for next year. Uh, which one would you want to keep? I would keep. I'd keep Dennis Allen. I think Sean Payton can too. figure it out. Like I think Sean Payton yeah. can figure it out on offense. Well, Pete Carmichael is obviously the least important, I think. 
just be, not not that I don't value him, but I just think Sean Payton calls the play, so he could he could teach a new offensive coordinator. But uh, yeah, Dan Campbell versus Dennis Allen is tough. I from everything I hear, Dan Campbell is kind of a huge presence in terms of just motivation, and um, he's been big for the staff. So that's a tough one. Dave, Kevin, any thoughts on that? I would keep Dennis Allen. Yeah, I just feel yeah, like I, the same. Go ahead, Kevin. Well, I was just saying I agree. I, I feel like they, in this day and age, like he is the least likely to leave. Everyone wants like the offensive-minded genius right now. I think Pete, you know, I really hope Pete Carmichael gets a job. He did an awesome job in 2012 when Sean Payton wasn't here. He was on suspension. And I know you can say, hey, it's Sean Payton's offense. It should be. That 2012 offense, Andrew, that, that offense fucking rolled. And Pete Carmichael was calling the plays. He was doing the game planning. I mean, I think Pete Carmichael, to me, he proved that he is better than, say, Joe Lombardi, who got a shot in Detroit, got fired, and came back as the quarterback coach. Like, I think Carmichael, I think he might be a guy that – may leave not for a head coaching job he may leave and be like i want to i gotta run my own offense to be able to get a head coaching job like that people are never going to hire me because they're always going to say sean payton does everything like he's going to be like i gotta go somewhere to the jets or to wherever with a young quarterback and 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 do the offense and and make it my own to get to get a gig you know so i think if i had to rate the, the odds of people leaving, I think Dan Campbell's going to get a head coaching job, and I think Carmichael's going to get an OC chance somewhere else. So, um, that wraps it up. Gentlemen, should I play the regular outro music, or should I just say the bar is closed and play the Matthew McConaughey nonsense again? The latter. Nonsense. <laughs> all, all right, all right, all right. So, all right, until next week, the bar is closed. New Orleans, drink the Kool-Aid, man. Keep your fire lit. 94. It was spectacular. Number seven. It was electric. That line. If I do my job well today, we'll all remember (laughs) where we were. Hovering just off the surface. Run over the goal line, through the end zone, and up the tunnel. Number nine. A lot of people looked up to this man. Life just cannot get any better than this moment. Live it while we're here. And they're gonna run across the Jumbotron. Let's make it a place where we break a sweat, where we believe, where we enjoy the process of succeeding in the places and ways that we are fashioned to, where we don't have to look over our shoulder because we're too busy doing what we're good at. Traveling towards immortal finish lines, we write our own book, overcoming our fears. We make friends with ourselves. And that is the place that I'm talking about.